Hello and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mid-Hudson Problem Gambling Resource Center under the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We are here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for support services for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance. There can be many types of gambling and it can affect anyone at any time in their life. It may not be talked about often and kept in the dark, but we hope this podcast sheds light on the hidden addiction of gambling and brings forth resources and information for you to use. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. Um, we are from the Mid-Hudson Problem Gambling Resource Center. My name is Colleen, and I'm one of the program managers here. We also have our team leader, Leilani, with us today, as well as our special guest, Joe B. from Gamblers Anonymous. So welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us today um, on the Hidden Addiction. And thank you for speaking on behalf of, or being a representative on behalf of Gamblers Anonymous. So tell us, what is GA? What is Gamblers Anonymous? Well, uh, I just want to introduce myself a little bit and tell you that I am also the public relations person for New York Gamblers Anonymous. So we try to get the word out best we can. Difficult over the last year because of the pandemic, but we appreciate stuff like this and what you guys do. So thank you very much. So GA is, uh, is a fellowship of folks who have a gambling addiction and want to help others who have a gambling addiction. It's pretty, pretty basic stuff. That is our primary goal to help the compulsive gambler who is suffering, whether in or out of the program. What is the history of GA and how, how did it start? Believe it or not, it started in September 13, 1957 with two men who had a history of gambling problem, decided to get together and talk about it. And it grew from there. So figure that Friday the 13th, September 13th in 1957 was the first GA meeting. And it's been flourishing all around the country, all around the world. That's, that's great. Um, and I think, can you tell us a little bit, just, you know, we hear a lot about AA, about NA. Can you tell us a little bit, like, is, does GA follow the 12 steps? Um, what is it kind of, is it different from NA and AA? Yes, we are a 12-step program, and it's actually very similar. It's, it's about addiction. You know, gambling addiction is very similar to drinking and drugs. Although it's not as mainstream, it's becoming more mainstream now. We could see it by the folks that are coming in. Um, when I first came in 17 years ago, there was two women in, in my vision in all the meetings that I went to. And now I'm going to say it's probably 50% women. So gambling addiction knows no boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And I think just too from, you know, for our program, we get a lot of people calling in from, all ages, genders, you know, across the spectrum of, of people calling in. 
Um, one thing I do want to mention, you know, a lot of times we have, we have a lot of people call in and they're always a little hesitant to go to GA, right? They're a little nervous to go to their first meeting. Um, they're not sure what it's going to be like. Do you have anything like, what would you say to someone who's thinking about going to a GA meeting or is not sure if GA is the right place for them? All right. I would say this, that uh, alcoholism and drug addiction are very serious addictions that rear their heads you can't hide if you're drunk or you're high. You know, once the cat's out of the bag, it shows on your face. It shows on your um, your everyday movements. You know, you 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 dead you drop dead drunk or you're high. Gambling you can hide for a very long time. So I think that gamblers live in the shadows for a long time. So I would say to someone, pick up the phone, call the hotline, go online, find an online meeting. Just stick your toes in the water and see if it's something that might be helpful to you. You know, we're very easy on people when they first come in. You know, we, we tell them to sit down, relax, listen to a couple of folks. And my feeling is what I've observed, especially lately, that if you listen to a compulsive addict, a gambling addict speak, you're going to relate to everything they're talking about. If you think you have a problem, you probably do have a problem. So we, we do very similar stuff. We have this 20 questions we ask. They're very basic. Yeah, did you ever miss work or school due to gambling? Did it cause a problem in your home life? Did you gamble longer than you wanted? Did you go back to try to get your money back? Did you, did you get, after you won, did you try to go back and win more? All that stuff, just very basic stuff. So if you answer yes to, I'll say these four questions. Did you gamble longer than you wanted to? Did you gamble to get your money back? Did you gamble because you were frustrated or things in your life weren't working out? Or did you gamble to um, maybe do a little celebrating? If you're answering yes to those four questions, you pretty much are living in a box of gambling. So sometimes the things that are so obvious right in front of our face, we don't see. But I think the 20 questions and specifically those four are a pretty good barometer where you are with your gambling. So I think that um, when they come in, when people come in, we're very easy on them. We don't force people in. We just say, here's who we are. This is what we do. And generally, I would say 50% of the people who come in and get to a meeting end up staying. That's so awesome um, because there's so many people out there that need the help and possibly possibly don't even know that they need the help but once they're connected they end up staying um does someone need to be religious to be a part of ga no it's a spiritual program it's like everything else we just um uh you know we do mention god in our 12 steps but it's 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 mentioned as a higher power so people's higher power are different some are god some is their sponsor some is the program itself some might be their parents, you know, just listening to the voice of someone else is so crucial for an addict in general, but for a gambling addict, it's very important. We like to say, give someone else the keys, let someone drive the bus for, for 90 days. And if you feel that this has been helpful for you, then GA is for you. And like I said, for the most part, it is. Because when we are in that addiction, it's very difficult to see your nose in front of your face. So it's important to have someone else driving the bus. 
Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really a good a good point. And um, I think the spiritual question kind of come it comes up a lot, you know, people, people are hesitant, because they think that, you know, the 12 step programs are spiritual. And I think it's important to people to know that, you know, you just you define what your own spiritual your own higher power, power is. Yeah, right. exactly. So that you know, no one should feel like that's a barrier for them to, to get to a GA meeting, or go into a G, GA meeting. So I would say, I would just give you a real good example of that. We had somebody who fell in that category who didn't want to latch on to that piece. And I was in a step meeting once. And for the sake of that person that night, the guy who was facilitating the meeting said, okay, I understand that you don't want to hand it over to any higher power. You don't believe in God and all that. And I respect that. He said, just for this meeting tonight, this chair is going to be your higher power. So that you have to answer to that chair tonight. So everything you talk about, understand that that chair is listening to you. And it was very easy. That person all of a sudden told his own story. And that's the key. Tell, be comfortable and confident enough to tell your own story. And once you get over that obstacle, it, it's pretty obvious that you have a problem and you need help and we're here to help. So yeah, I, it, I guess that's a, they call that a stigma, that, that God thing, that spirituality thing, but it's a higher power of your own, mm -hmm. whoever, whatever you want your higher power to be. It's just getting out of your own head and, and putting it on the table. It seems that the facilitators have a, a sense of um, meeting people where they're at. And that's a great thing to know as a person who wants to, who is thinking about joining GA. So what should someone expect when they attend their first meeting? I would say that they should expect to listen. Not too difficult, just down quietly and listen. And then you're gonna be asked the 20 questions and then these questions are very simple, very basic, yes or no answers. In fact, I can read them to you if you'd like. Please, please do. They're very basic stuff. Did you ever lose time from work or school due to gambling? Has gambling ever made your home life unhappy? Did gambling affect your reputation? Have you ever felt remorse after gambling? Did you ever gamble to get money with which to pay debts or otherwise solve financial difficulties? Did gambling cause a decrease in your ambition or efficiency? After losing, did you feel you must return as soon as possible to win back your losses? That's a key one. After a win, did you have a strong urge to return and win more? Another key one. If you're not stopping at either one of those places, you're probably not stopping. Did you often gamble until your money was gone? Did you ever borrow to finance gambling? Have you ever sold anything to finance gambling? Were you reluctant to use gambling money for normal expenditures? Did gambling make you careless of the welfare of yourself or your family? Did you ever gamble longer than you had planned? Have you ever gambled to escape worry, trouble, boredom, loneliness, grief, or loss? Have you, have you ever committed or considered committing an illegal act to finance gambling? Did gambling cause you to have a difficulty in sleeping? Sorry about that. 
Do arguments, disappointments, or frustration create within you an urge to gamble? Did you ever have an urge to celebrate any good fortune by a few hours of gambling? Those last two are key when you're, when you're, when you're sad or when you're happy. That's another little box. If you're gambling in there, when are you stopping? And have you ever considered self-destruction or suicide as a result of your gambling? So we feel if a person answers yes to seven of these questions, they're probably in the right place, but we do not yet determine that. We leave it up to the person. We say, can you state your name, the first initial, your last name, and just what brought you down here and whether you think you're a compulsive gambler. All right, that's, I mean, and where can someone, I mean, I know these, are these posted on the GA website? If someone just- sure says they want to go look at these questions themselves. Where can they find that? You can go to gamblersanonymous.org. You don't have to sign in. You can find meetings near you. You can find the 20 questions. You can find the history of Gamblers Anonymous. It's a very easy to navigate website. Um, so I would say if you want to stick your toe in the water, just go to the site, read the questions yourself. All right. That sounds like a good, a good plan for anyone who is, you know, just thinking about it. Um, something else I just wanted to bring up when you, you mentioned, you know, you've come and you state your name in the last initial, um, the first initial of your last name, right? I think um, a lot of people are nervous to go to their first GA meeting because they're afraid that someone might recognize them or um, they might recognize someone in the meeting, you know, or maybe they're a very prominent figure in their community. So they have that hesitation to go. Can you just speak a little bit about why it's called Gamblers Anonymous? Well, it, it's just for that reason. I mean, it knows no boundaries. You, whether you're fam we've had, I've met people that have uh, quote unquote famous. We have doctors, lawyers, garbage men, unemployed people, students. So it, 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 it's unlimited, the, the, uh, the amount of folks who can come in. And it's anonymous just for that reason. We don't, we're, we're not out there, you know, telling people's stories to the world. We're out there telling our stories to each other. So we help each other. So I think the anonymity is a very important piece. And I think that too speaks to you know, why we call this the hidden addiction, because there are so many people struggling with it that, you know, you wouldn't know that it's it's your neighbor down the street or it's so-and-so that you know from church. Um, and I think that's an important aspect to, to remind people too, that it's okay um, if you are struggling and there's help available. That's what, you know, GA is for. And that's what the Problem Gambling Resource Centers are for, to connect you to those resources. Right. And I appreciate that you guys do that. Listen, for me, it was very similar. When I first came in, I was very nervous about where I was, who was speaking. The first person spoke and, I, and I'm looking around for cameras because I'm thinking, how does this person know my story? How could this possibly be? How could this 74 year old Greek woman who barely speaks English verbatim tell my story? And then the next person spoke, the next person spoke, the next, and I said, oh, okay, okay, now I get it. And, 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 and you know, what you said is, is so interesting about, you might know someone from church in the neighborhood, we're all there to help. So if you're seeing someone, it's actually a good thing. Although you fear it, it actually is a good thing. There was a, a meeting literally walking distance from my house and I didn't go there for a year and a half. 
said, I don't want to see people from the neighborhood. And I walked in and there was three people in that meeting that I see on a regular basis. And we were all so happy to see each other. I felt so welcome because we're there to help each other. And now I don't care who knows I'm a recovering compulsive gambler. I'll tell the world, you know, people, you know, my wife's family say, so you're in this 12 step program. I say, I'm open. Ask me any question you want. I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you my story. I'll tell you everything you need. Because I think it's important that people understand what a gambling addiction can do, not only to individual people, to families, to communities. So if we're not out there uh, passing the word, who's going to do it? So it's up to us. So I, I feel very, very strongly about it. What I hear um, when, I, when you were just talking, all I heard was community. The word community came into mind because you come together, you each have an individual story, it may sound alike, but you come together to build this community, a community of support. Um, and, you know, like uh, Colleen was saying with the, the Mid-Hudson PGRC, as well as the New York Council on Problem Gambling, we're just here to add that extra level of support for you. And we're all working together in a sense of a community to raise awareness and get people, um, get people help, you know, however it may look for that individual. So, one thing that um, I we know that you guys work or collaborate with is um, with Gaminon. Can you please tell us a little bit about how that community, how you guys support each other in that aspect? Gaminon is for the significant other or any family member. There's Gamatine and all this stuff um, for children to understand the gambler. I think that's a crucial important uh, importance. I like to say those folks need to hear it from the sheep, not from the, right? Need to hear it from the lambs, not the sheep. Um, because we tend to um, not be totally honest about the addiction or how to present it to the family. So I think it's very important that the families get to share with other families who have been going through this. I mean, it's so unbelievable to me and it's so valuable. I'll give you one example. I, the first open meeting I went to was in 2005 and I was really excited about it. You know, my sponsor said, you should go to this. You really can learn about the program and people. I was very excited. I went there, it was a huge crowd. So a friend of mine was speaking and I said, oh, this is so awesome. He is such a wonderful human being. This guy has helped so many people. He's the guy who said to me at a meeting once, nothing in life that's worthwhile comes easy. And that has stayed with me since the day he said it to me. So I'm sitting there next to my sponsor. He speaks and I'm saying to myself, what a beautiful man. And then this woman gets up to speak and she just blows the doors off of the room about addiction. I tap my sponsor on the, on the shoulder. I say, who is she married to this woman, holy moly, what a story. He says, the guy who just spoke. I said, that's his wife. So the, 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 the way that both sides see the addiction is so different. We have our perspective, you know, and they have the real perspective of how it affects the family. And I, I will say one thing about community too. I, I have seen it affect communities. Uh, we have one of our guest speakers is Raina Gran is going to speak at the open meeting on June 13th at six o'clock Sunday night. 
And Ray is a big time community activist from the Bronx. He really observes and sees how addiction affects communities. And I think it, it's so unbelievably valuable to have a person like that telling what they observe in the community, not with the stigma of being an addict or even being an affected family member, just really seeing how the community is affected. So I think it's so, so important. And, and yes, I will say communities are affected. I see uh, when that casino went up in Yonkers, that is what really started me saying, I better open my mouth and get out there and have the word be told. Because I saw people in Yonkers, people walking out of that casino like dead men walking, just zombies. I, I, we had an open meeting in 2011 and I went, I said, I'm going to just stand at the bus stop with these flyers. People were walking out in devastation. And I said, hi, listen, we have an open meeting. Maybe if you have a gambling problem, maybe come say hello. And people like were taking it from me and throwing it in the garbage. They were being polite and, you know. And one person out of those 30 people I handed that flyer to showed up at that meeting. One. So that's when I said to myself, boy, we have to work on getting these folks to understand where they are in their addiction. Every one of them, if I could have taken a photograph of them and said, this is what you look like when you walk out of the casino, I don't know if they'd ever walk in again. So I, that's when I said, I, this is serious stuff. We're gonna destroy the city of Yonkers with this casino here. And listen, it's probably great for the community in some aspects, it raises money for education, so they say, I'm not completely understanding how that works, but I'll leave that for another time. But so some people can go gamble and lose their $30, have lunch and have a great day. But there was a lot of people that day who walked out of that casino looking like they were devastated. And I wonder, and there were women and women in their twenties and thirties and forties. I'm thinking they have children. Some have grandchildren. I'm saying, wait a minute, hold the phone. This is some serious stuff. So that, after that open meeting, I decided to go to New York Intergroup and run for public relations the next time it came up. I said, we got to start opening our mouth and getting out there because there's people that are living in devastation. And by the way, with gambling becoming more mainstream now and, and with young people, I, I'm feeling an avalanche is coming. I truly believe that if we don't handle this properly, we're gonna be in big trouble as a society. So uh, I'm all for what you guys do. And I'm so appreciative that makes me, makes me understand that there's people out there who truly care about addicts who are suffering. And that just warms my heart because sometimes I felt like we're out there alone. So now I know we're not, so it's, it's just wonderful. So I appreciate what you guys do. We totally appreciate everything that you do in, in raising your voice and, and standing up um, for people who are struggling as well as uh, the loved ones who are affected. So you mentioned an open meeting twice in your just your last um, uh, stance or conversation. What is an open meeting and who can attend? An open meeting is, is, is a meeting for uh, Gamblers Anonymous and Gaminon to, uh, to get out awareness, to be, it's open to the public. Anyone can show up and, and come. 
generally these open meetings, when I first started out in program, it was just a lot of GA people came. Maybe someone would bring their mother or maybe one or two people bring their sister, their spouse, maybe to sit in. And that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. But I think that the, where we are now, we need to branch out. We need to get out more uh, to, to the public for this disease. Because my, my feeling is that there's people out there suffering who don't know where to go or what to do. And, and we all know what that's like, right? When you're going through a very dark time in your life and, and you're feeling alone, that's a very, very dangerous place to be. So I think it's important people know that there's places they can go and people they can talk to. And it's, and it's, a, it's a website away or a phone call away. So um, yeah, it's open to the public. So we're inviting everyone. And I'm hoping everyone from the council comes. Um, I, I, listen, I've been involved with the New York Council now probably for seven or eight years. And I have to say this, for a guy that's a compulsive gambler that's been in GA and been involved, there is so much that I've learned about the addiction from professional people. That's why we need to work together, right? So we, we'll help you with some basic stuff. We'll help you to stop gambling. We'll help you say stop, stay stop. But there is so many underlying things that goes on with, a, with, a, with an addict. And I'll speak of a gambling addict that, that need to be addressed. And we aren't qualified for that. We'll help you stop, we'll help you stay stopped, but we're not marriage counselors and we're not, um, in fact, we're not any kind of psychiatrist or anything. We're just very basic in our approach, what we do. That's why it's so important that we bridge this gap and work together. You know, when, with my first time experiencing a uh, GA, a open meeting was at the New York Council's, um, their, annual conference about two years ago. And it, and I had just started working for the council and it just opened my eyes to what a problem gambler, what do they go through and how the, the family is affected, their stories, their heartfelt stories. It, it I am a community person and I, I always am advocating for people to live out their best life however it looks and just hearing their stories is just always energizes the work that I'm doing and why I'm doing it so I I believe that attending an open meeting if you have an opportunity to like this opportunity that's going to be coming up is a perfect way for you to truly understand about this, the, about this addiction, a gambling addiction, and the and how it, it does affect the individual, the loved one, and the community as a whole. So I, again, I will continue to say, I thank you for being able to encourage people to share their story, for you to share your story, and just continuing this work. Well, I appreciate that, but I'm I'm just going to give you a little. Uh... A little taste of what the open meeting is going to be like we have we're going to open up with a woman of color five years in a program who has unbelievably turned her life around from i'm talking just fall down broke on the floor to unbelievably has put her life back together and just it's such an unbelievably beautiful story and then we're going to have a, a gentleman who has a hundred days in the program who came in shaking like a leaf, didn't know which way was up, and you're gonna hear him. 
He is lucid. He's funny. He's engaging. This same kid couldn't put three sentences together. Right? And then we're going to have uh, a gammon on parent talking about the shock of looking at the accounts and seeing the amount of money that was used by her child as they were gambling behind their back. So it's, it's so unbelievable. You talk about hidden. So there's a parent who lives in the same house with the child and knows nothing. So it's amazing. Then we're going to have uh, Jim do his thing. And he's going to, and, and, and I love the way this ties together because Jim is a wealth of information and he really presents it so well, statistically and, and in reality with communities. And then we're going to have a man of color who tells the most 14 years clean. I just saw him last night at a meeting who talks about the depths of hell to the most wonderful human being you ever want to meet right now, the most giving, understanding, do anything for anyone at any time. Then we're going to have another gammon on person. Then we're going to have Raina Gron talk about community. And he's an unbelievable speaker. If you've never had the pleasure of hearing Ray or seeing any of his podcast, he is fabulous. Um, and he's going to interject that reality to us. And then we're going to have uh, Bruce P., who has been in the program for 40 years plus. He's also a clinician. So he knows, he knows the tying in together of the whole thing. So he's going to put it all together. And then we're going to have our candlelight ceremony where everyone joyously talks about their time in program, but it's going to be presented by one person who's going to say things like this. You come into your first meeting. You don't know which way is up. Your family has left you. You're broke. You lost your job. So if anyone in this, on this uh, meeting has one day to 89 days, please put your hands up. And of course, they're going to go on the computer. We do this live. It's often. And he's going to take that up to 50 years in five-year intervals. And he tells the story of what goes on from year one to year five, year five to year 10, like we buy a used car. We have paid back our debts, you know, things like that. And then year 10 to 15, we go to the dentist, we fix our teeth. You know, it's just, it's comical, but so true. So you guys are going to love it. So it's really going to be a treat for you guys. And I'm so glad you're going to attend and you should get everyone to attend because when I went to the council meeting, <clears throat> the yearly meeting, I learned so much. And my gut feeling is, you folks are going to learn so much from us. And this is what it's all about. <clears throat> and I know I'm very excited about being able to attend that meeting. And I think it's going to be great for the clinicians that are part of our program, the family members who might be hesitant um, about, you know, getting into treatment themselves or calling up Gaminon, as well as our clients who are in treatment who aren't sure about GA yet. So I think it's really going to be an awesome collaboration of people coming together. Um, just a reminder for everyone listening, that's going to be on June 13th at 6 p.m. Um, and we'll make sure to have that information available in our show notes. You can also call up us at the Mid-Hudson Problem Gambling Resource Center um, at 914-215-6440, and we can get you that information. 
And as always, as we wrap up today, um, I just want to let anyone know if you are struggling with problem gambling, if you have a family member who is struggling with problem gambling, please know that, you know, we are here to help both the PGRCs, the GA and Gammonon community. And, and that is what we're here for. We're here to help um, and there's hope available. Thank you so much. And I just want to add one little thing. one 855 gea helps and we'll, uh, we have operators 24 hours, seven days a week, and it's a national hotline. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a wonderful, um, a wonderful segment. And we look, again, like Colleen said, we look forward to seeing you in, um, in June. I look forward to it as well. Thank you so much for joining us, Joe. Thank you. My pleasure. You did awesome.